0: Welcome to Keeping Work Human, a podcast series about tackling the tough topics of cultivating and maintaining strong organizational cultures. Each episode features pioneering CHROs and business leaders who share stories, learnings, and their path forward in a workplace that has changed forever.
1: Well, hello, humans. My name is Derek Irvine, and I'm Senior Vice President of Client Strategy and Consulting here at Work Human. Today I'm joined by a very special guest, Britt Arfurt. She is senior vice president and chief people officer at Ericsson, which of course is a very famous Swedish multinational networking and telecommunications company that's headquartered in Stockholm. So welcome to today's podcast, Britt. Thank you, thank you so much for having me. So tell us, where are you calling from? Are you in Stockholm yourself at the moment? No, actually
0: not. I'm calling from a small island called Helso in the Gothenburg archipelago in Sweden. And it takes approximately 50 minutes very ferry from the mainland. So you can say I'm in the middle of nowhere for time being. But normally I'm located in Stockholm where we have our head office.
1: Yes, excellent. Well, we myself, I'm calling from Spain at the moment. So we're, we're quite well <laughs> spread around the globe. <laughs> So talking a little bit about your own professional background, maybe tell us what brought you to Ericsson.
0: Mm. When I had finalized my university studies, I knew for sure that I wanted to be in the private sector. I actually had experienced an internship with the county administrative board, and I felt strongly that I wanted to be in a much, much more dynamic environment. And I also love technology. So Ericsson was immediately top of my mind. Also coming from a private life with a lot of sports and also being a coach in both gymnastics and sailing for kids, I really wanted to work with development of people. And actually, my dream came through almost 30 years ago, starting to work for Ericsson with learning and development. And since then, I have had leadership roles and many different business near roles, which has given me very usable insights and experience. And in a dynamic company like Ericsson, so much is happening so you're almost into something new all the time. And my current role is actually my first real corporate role. And sometimes I really wonder if I got it because I had so many views on what corporate should do and not do. And I really love my current job. I work in an executive team and have a CEO that puts people in the center, have a great people team. So what more can I wish for,
1: right? Yes, indeed. It sounds like you got what you wished for. And Everton, of course, is in a very dynamic industry, lots of change in the technology world constantly. And you've been there many mm. years, as you described. So I'm sure you've seen many different types of workplace, many different themes in the workplace. Mm. Mm. And so I look forward to the future and what's next for the workplace. Could you tell me a little bit about your view, Ericsson's point of view, when it comes to what are the themes Mm -hmm. And the needs of the future workplace, I suppose, especially as relates obviously to COVID.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's a really, really hot topic right now. Yes. And I think also, and it has, of course, accelerated due to the pandemic. But I believe actually that this would have been a topic anyhow, because if you as an employer really want to attract and retain talent, as well as creating a positive employee experience, this is a key piece in the puzzle. And when we look at the future workplace, it's a mix of different things. And of course, also, especially if you want to create a more flexible approach to future work. The way yes. we see it is the emotional aspect of work, how to build the culture, how to build trust, the wellbeing, and also how to create the belonging in the company. It's about also being a purposeful uh, workplace. How do we evolve ideas around leadership, around organizational models, employee engagement, the digital experience? How will technology really foster new ways of working and employee experience? And then, of course, the more the one we think of, of course, very much also is the physical workplace, the evolution of where work happens and how we should support employees where they are. And I think we need to provide space for many different purposes. And we need to bring a place for creativity, for innovation, collaboration, and also the possibility to build connection. But we also need to build a space where people can focus and reflect to be able to deliver in a way that works for them and also feel well. And of course, at the end, it boils down to deliver, you know, great products and services to our customers.
1: Well, Margaret, I know you're familiar with that. WorkHuman hosts an annual conference now for the last six years. Focused on how do we bring more humanity into the workplace? Because what strikes me, what you what you've just described, is I think we in HR we've already got enough of the administrative Mm. systems, the management control systems, the bureaucracy. What we need a lot more of is the humanocracy, if you like.
0: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah.
1: that's true. Looking at your priorities, I think they're full of humanity. I mean, the number one you first one you mentioned, emotional strength. culture, trust, because when you get all of those human elements right, they're what drive the innovation and the creativity from us. Humans are unique in being able to do that. So we have to treat our humans well to deliver that type of an outcome. So you're very much on track with the themes and topics.
0: (laughs) I actually think what what is very important, right? I see that all these things need to come together It's like an ecosystem. And if we look at companies today, and I can also look at ourselves, right? This is very normally managed, you know, people does one thing, real estate does one thing, IT, OHS. And I don't think this is possible to move this forward if you drive that in the vertical way. I really think it's so important to take the horizontal aspect of this.
1: Yes. Again, I fully agree with you. You know, if you think about how we've organized ourselves for decades, it has been that traditional Mm. organizational tree. But that's not the reality of how work is actually getting done, because people Mm. come together in agile teams. They band together to do the task. They're on multiple teams, then the team breaks up. It's across geographies. I 100% agree with you again. It's that network effect. But not enough of our HR processes and policies and plans are built around that network, that network of humans. And mm. um, so I think, again, a very interesting topic that I do see organizations leaning into that, wanting mm. to have something that's more agile and dynamic. And it's exactly, of course, where work human and our our clients tend to focus on that. So have you seen your priorities significantly shift? Or you mentioned earlier, this was a journey that you felt you were on anyway. Has COVID accelerated that journey, do you think, or, or slowed down that journey?
0: That's exactly what I wanted to say, right? I think that it has accelerated some certain topics, right? One example is the well-being agenda with a lot of focus on health and safety for our people, right? I think another example is within learning and development, because instead of counseling, you know, face-to-face learning activities, we decided very quickly, let's accelerate it and move it into the virtual world using the digital tools available and that has really, really been a strong, a strong
1: move for move for us. Yes. I mean, I think the one thing when we look back that probably we will be thankful for about COVID is the massive global pivot that we've all made into the digital yeah. world. Yeah. You know, just, and people that were thinking, well, will that work digitally? Will we be able to work at home more? <laughs> it's all so proven and, and yeah. done. <laughs> we will be thankful for that bit. Nothing else. Nothing else. And um, so when you think about, you know, in the COVID environment in particular, and even before, yeah. I think one of the things that we've discovered in our research and also working with Brené Brown, if you know, Brené yeah. Brown spoken often at Work Human Live. She talks a lot about the importance of connection in the workplace, connection between yeah. you, because when you have a connection between your team a connection with your manager, a connection with the purpose of the company, It Mm -hmm. tends to make you more resilient, more engaged. You're less likely Mm -hmm. to the company, Mm -hmm. which all in turn leads to innovation and creativity, as we discussed. Mm -hmm. Thinking about connection at Ericsson, do you do anything specifically to encourage a sense of connectedness? Maybe you've done extra things right now.
0: Yeah, that is, of course, a challenging when you have 100,000 employees in 180 countries, right? (laughs) But this connection that is really, really crucial and communication, we have really seen that now during the pandemic, how important it is to inform about what's ongoing, give clear messages, have virtual employee meetings and so on. And also our leaders play a crucial role in this job. We also give our employees the opportunity to speak up, to share their views. And we use different tools for that. We have our global MP feedback survey we do twice a year. We get actually over 150,000 comments every time that we yes. analyze with artificial intelligence to support us in our decision making. During the pandemic, now we have also done two surveys now to understand how our people are doing and what support they need. And actually, one outcome from that is that we, for was being just late in the last week, we launched a work from home package to our employees. I think also put togetherness in focus on many of our global internal campaigns. We did, for example, a quite inspirational campaign, Share Your Best Dance Move to bring in a little bit of right. fun yeah. and connection. People, you know, they, it really hit the roof, you know, with the engagement. Then also more seriously, we had the campaign when we had the disaster in Lebanon, the big explosion. And where we brought our people together, so that all over the globe we could send greetings to our colleagues in this tough situation. Could also people could also do donations. So these are some examples of what we yes. do to really have this connectiveness that's so
1: important. Yes. yes, I often think our workplaces are very full of humans that when we focus upon, therefore, lots of humanity being in the workplace, mm. we get it right. Because the days of checking yourself in like you're some some machine are wrong, they're over.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: all <laughs> of the things I think you listed there, they're about bringing forward people's humanity. We ourselves work human. We're, we're a great place to work. We're, we were number one in Ireland, we're in the top 50 in, across Europe. <laughs> and we place great emphasis on talking to each other a lot, continuously mm. feedback, very honestly, thanking each other a lot. So we really, you know, to celebrate the good things that you've done every six, eight mm. weeks, make sure somebody's been thanked and then celebrating everything from your graduation, your birthday, a community donation okay. you made. So we put a lot of emphasis on those three words, thanking, talking and celebrating. Anyway, just to close out a final question for you, my Brett, I mean, we've seen a lot of things happening in society this year, of course, COVID one, but also with Black Lives Matter, issues relating to diversity, the World Economic Forum reminding us that it will take, I believe, over 100 years for gender balance to be achieved in workplaces. And I think 200 years for economic gender balance to be achieved on current practices, unless people like you and me may, you yeah. know, step up and make a difference. These things are at the top of the corporate agenda. Can you talk to us a little bit about what, how Ericsson is pro- approaching some yeah. of those diversity and equ- equity topics?
0: Yeah. And this is, of course, a top priority for us as well. It's a little bit scary, you know, when you say it will take 100 to 200 uh, yeah. <laughs> years, right? But we practice. have, of course, <laughs> yeah, exactly. We have, of course, followed the events in the US and it has really touched us all deeply. And and in Ericsson, we believe truly that diversity and inclusion drives the business performance and innovation and creating better business value. And this, of course, also a big part of the culture we we stand for. And I must really say I was very proud how our employees have spoken about their views on the events in the U.S. and how we at the Ericsson can be even better And I'm also very proud to see that our leaders really have listened. When we work with diversity and inclusion, we have tried now to cluster this into three areas. One is this inclusive culture where we're more focusing on the behavior shift as well as enabling and tracking employee experience on inclusion and belonging. Then there is one piece around inclusive practices and processes. And that is really about to de-bias people processes and also ensure that we have inclusive policies, for example, around flex workplace, pay parity, parental leave as some examples. And then the third one is the diverse representation like gender, generation, nationalities. And here it's, it's my view, but we definitely need to be much, much more intentional because it it will not just happen, right? It's Absolutely. about being intentional about your diversity and inclusion agenda. And this is, of course, a constant ongoing journey that we will need to stay focused on. And we believe that it will not only have impact on our own country, but also the society as a well. whole.
1: Yes. Yeah. Excellent points, excellent points. And when I look back as to where HR has gone over the years, you know, we used to talk mm. about human capital, which is mm. kind of a very day thing, you know, looking at the human capital. Mm. Even fast forward, we had employee experience that we needed to have a great employee experience. Mm. But I think it was also kind of a day thing we were looking at, you know, but now what well, we talk about and our clients talk a lot about the human experience that if we apply the human experience lens. And I think with that set of words, it's finally a we thing to realize that Mm. we leaders and everybody in our company are in Mm. this together to do the human thing. And I love Mm. exactly what you said, to be intentional about doing the human thing. I love the word belonging that you used because you Mm. you fast forward all of these themes of equity and diversity to achieve a point where we feel like we are a we, where we Mm. belong. So, excellent points, Brett, indeed. And we could talk for a great deal longer. Yeah, obviously. we can. <laughs> so, um, I'm going to wrap up in the interest of time, but it has been wonderful speaking with you today, short as it was. But I think uh, you've given it a taste of there for some of the very interesting things that Ericsson are, are doing. Uh, thank you for those perspectives. Thank you for sharing your strategy on the future of the workplace. Uh, so, to our listeners, if you enjoy keeping work human, Leave us a review, hit that free subscribe button to automatically receive our next episode. Stay human and keep listening. Thank you again, Brent. My Brett.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much.